Collegiately speaking. And we're underway. Gives the boat, plows ahead, touchdown! John Moten, there's a deep throw for Jefferson. Over the shoulder catch, touchdown! What a catch! He bubbles the football. That is picked up by the Wildcats. With a convoy, breaks out of the 40. Intercepted by the Wildcats. The Wildcats win! The Wildcats win! Unbelievable! It's Collegiately Speaking. Join David and former Northwestern quarterback Dan Person as they break down all the ins and outs of Northwestern football. Touchdown! It's all over. The Wildcats with a comeback to remember. Here's Dave and Dan. And welcome to another edition of Collegiately Speaking from WGNRadio.com, our weekly look at Northwestern football. I'm Dave Ennett, joined by former Wildcat quarterback Dan Persa. This week we look back at the Michigan State game and ahead to the game with Wisconsin. We're also going to visit with quarterback Hunter Johnson. But uh, Saturday, a, a tough one certainly, and it was no surprise that the topic came up of the uh, preparation for the game at Coach Pat Fitzgerald's weekly news conference. I, I understand there's 40,000 experts on Twitter that can call plays for me, so my email address is hashtag I don't care. Okay, so shoot that out. And with that, I bring in Dan Persa. So it's hashtag I don't care, but uh, clearly he was having a little fun with this after, uh, look, the, uh, the game went south not really quickly. I mean, for a while, the Wildcats were down seven to nothing, kicked a field goal at seven to three, and they're driving before halftime for what potentially could be a go-ahead score in the game. But still, I, I go back down to that the first series. If you get an opportunity, not the first series, but after Michigan State had gone down and scored, and the fumbled punt gives the Wildcats the ball in Michigan State territory, so there's a mistake. Uh, they're able to get it down to the seven-yard line, first down goal to go. Uh, looked like Isaiah Bowser had scored, but after replay, they put the ball at the half-yard line. You don't score. You get those opportunities, and going into it, it seemed like one of those games where you're going to have to finish drives, and uh, and that was a problem for him. Yeah, it was a huge problem, and I think when that happened, everybody kind of looked around and said, ah, that, that's, that's one where you need to have. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely some, some questionable calls at the end, and, and Fitz can, can yell it and scream all he wants. But, you know, as, as a former quarterback, maybe try a sneak or, or some, something getting Hutter on the edge with, with kind of a run-pass option. But not being able to punch that in and then giving the ball back to, to uh, Michigan State and they scoring right before half was, was a huge swing. Yeah, I mean, they're driving there. They have a holding call that pushes them back because the drive looked uh, pretty promising at that point. They were moving the ball on Michigan State, which not all that many teams have been able to do, and they have had some success in the past. I mean, uh, last year they they were held at eight net rushing yards in East Lansing and still won the game thanks to some big plays in the passing game. Then third quarter, there's an opportunity for them there, and – you know, they just they couldn't get a first down first couple times they had the ball, and Michigan State's able to add to their lead. So, as a quarterback, I know what Fitz was trying to do. He's trying to get Aiden Smith a little playing time there, trying to shake things up a little bit. As he, he said, he likened it to going to the bullpen for a pitcher, just try to change things up. You've been in that situation where you're the quarterback and another guy comes in. Is that something that throws you off? 
Absolutely. Right. Anytime you get benched, it, it throws you off. Uh, I, you know, who knows? I don't think Hunter was hurt or anything, right? He, he, no, he got no, benched. it was, no, uh, it was yeah. strictly a coach's decision. Yeah. And I think he, Hunter was definitely struggling. Um, but as a young quarterback, you got to figure out how to fight through that stuff. It's not going to be the first or last time that he struggles during a game or that he has a, a 14 point or, you know, 10 point deficit, whatever it was at the time when, when he got pulled. And, you know, I think that's that's a as a as a former player and former quarterback, you want to stay in there, and because it's it's not that much, right? It's it's there's you've been able to come back from from worse, and you need to learn how to fight through that stuff. I get you need a, a change of pace. I, I get that uh, you know Hunter was struggling a little bit, but uh, you know Aiden Aiden came in and, and really struggled, right? And there's a reason that Hunter's starting, and the reason uh, there's a reason that. Aiden was third string at the beginning of the year is because he, he wasn't as prepared as, as TJ or Hunter. And I think, I think again, coach Fitz will yell at me for questioning his decisions, but you got to leave, you got to leave Hunter in there to fight through it. There's something to be said for just fighting through tough times and fighting through deficits that you need to learn how to do. That's something that you can't get in practice. And you, you know, sometimes you don't get it in games. So you would have liked to see him stay in. I don't think he'll yell at you, Dan. He'll just, because he'll say, uh, hashtag, yeah, he, he never cared what I had to say. You know, whether if I was playing or yeah, he, he's like, yeah, you know, Dan, that's a great idea, but I don't care. I have the fifty-one percent vote. You can go take a walk. So uh, it's not the first time or the last time I'll hear that. <laughs> Let, let's talk about uh, some of the the things that we did see from Hunter Johnson in that game when they were moving the ball. Um, a nice run on that opening drive after they recovered the fumble. A couple of nice throws, I thought, also. To Ramad Bowman and also uh, to I think Kyrick McGowan and, and in both cases, uh, guys made good catches for him. And it's something we talked about that that the wide receivers also have to help the quarterback out. Absolutely. No, at, at the end of the day, we've we've seen this before. Like we saw it against UNLV, where Hunter has he's a very talented kid, and I think when we'll talk to him, he'll he'll say that you know he wants to just get more involved in the game early and get some momentum going. And we talked about it in earlier episodes that you just need to get the receivers going as well. So, you know, when I look at the game, you know, I think Coach McCall might need to get some easier throws in there earlier. So whether that's bubble screens, um, you know, quick quick slants, just something getting the ball in and out of his hands for easy completions. You saw the Browns do it with Baker Mayfield, right? The first game, they had him dropping back and trying to throw bombs, and he, and he really struggled, got sacked through interceptions. The second game, even though they lost, he was get, he was catching the ball, quick play action, getting the ball out of his hands. And that, that does a lot for both the, the, the confidence of the quarterback and the confidence of the receivers, just building completions and building momentum towards, you know, bigger throws and bigger plays. Down, down or during the rest of the game. What about some positives that come out of the game? Uh, first of all, and I know that the score had gotten pretty lopsided uh, when he had a lot of success, but I thought Drake Anderson again. I mean, this kid looks good. He looked great, and again, it's it's against. Uh, if there's no slouch on, on Michigan State's right. defense, right? He, I think, he ran for you know over over 90 yards again, and mm-hmm. he's looking shifty. And it's one thing to do it against. Uh, UNLV, no offense to them. It's another thing to do it against probably the top rush defense in the, in the country. So I think that gives you a lot of hope. Um, you know, having that one-two punch with with him and Bowser's is important, definitely in a, a long Big Ten season. And and defensively, I still think I mean, Michigan State did get 31 points, but it took them a while to do it. And I know they've been struggling offensively before anybody's yelling at their uh, at their smartphone or at their at their computer. Yeah, but that you know they're. Uh, a team that's really struggled to score points. Yes, but uh, I think this defense has continued to play well. Patty Fisher 
Alex Miller is off to a great start this year. Uh, Joe Gaziano is is able to put pressure on quarterbacks. Uh, you know, I, I, they've had some injuries in the secondary. Trey Williams is out now, but I think we're seeing things from this defense that would lead you to believe they're going to continue to play at a good level. They're going to be fine. I, I think it's, at the end of the day, it's a great defense. And the unfortunate part about it is, and, and nobody will admit this on the team, is when an offense is struggling like that and the defense is out there a lot and, and grinding against a, a great team, you know, it's it's it shouldn't be, but it's sometimes hard to play your best, right, mm-hmm. when you're not getting a ton of help on offense. And, you know, the defense, the defensive guys will say, well, we completely bifurcate it. We don't care what the offense does. Do, you know, is doing. We need to do our job. But when you don't have, you know, excitement or, or energy or a lot of momentum from an offense, it's it's harder to just go out there every every series and, and make a stop, just because you know you have little to no margin for error. So I think you know nobody will admit that, but I think the offense needs to help them out a little bit, if nothing else, just from a morale standpoint. Well, let's get to the quarterback. We mentioned him. He's joining us now, Hunter Johnson. Three games under your belt now. Hunter, anything surprise you so far about the job and all that goes with it? You're no stranger to the position, but uh, right. when you're the, when you're the quarterback, all eyes are on you. That's that's right. I mean, that's 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 why we play the position. You know, it's it's, uh, it's just part it's part of the criteria that comes with it. You know, everybody's everybody wants to see how the quarterback's doing, and uh, it's my job to go out there and. Yeah, be the, be the leader for the team, be the leader for those guys. And, um, you know, I've been been playing quarterback my whole life. And so, um, you know, from that standpoint, you know, you just kind of got to simplify things and you know, things kind of stay the same. Well, I'm sitting here with a guy who played the position as well. So right. I was going to ask you um, what you know about the quarterbacks who went before you at Northwestern. Right. Any names come to mind? Uh, you know, I've. I've been coming to Northwestern games for a long time. Um, you know, coming when my brother played sure. here, we you know we came and watched you know Kane Coulter and Trevor Simeon. Those two guys play for a while, and um, you know I watched Clayton play for a long time, and and then you know Dan Dan as well. Um, you know, watching him uh, when I was a little younger, and uh, so yeah, I mean I, I've been watching watching QBs play at Northwestern for a long time now. I'm getting old, man. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, Hard. he says he was a little younger. <laughs> right, right. That was very polite of you. He he was just born. Uh, Hunter, thanks for joining us. Um, yeah. When you, when you think of of yourself, uh, kind of as a player, uh, obviously I'm I'm biased the way you play because it was it was a little similar to to how I played as a more of a dual threat. But what are right. some things that make you comfortable? You know, starting off a game or or you know in in different schemes that Northwestern does. Uh, you know. Oh, sorry, I'm getting another call. Um, <laughs> for for me, um, you know, just getting that first play, getting the ball rolling, you know, getting a completion, uh, and then, you know, getting a first down, um, just moving the ball, just inching it down the field and putting a drive together and not trying to get everything, you know, all at once um, is something that we've been trying to emphasize and um, just making the right read, putting your eyes in the right spot because um, there's, there's plays there to be made. You just kind of make them. And so just putting your eyes in the right spot you know, getting five yards, getting 10 yards, and then, you know, get getting a first down uh, and just inching the ball down the field. Uh, just getting a flow, getting a flow on that first drive. Uh, it's, that's big for an offense. 
Yeah, I think uh, you guys did a great job against with that against uh, UNLV. Obviously, you've had limited exposure to Big Ten football coming coming from the ACC in Clemson. Um, you know, one game under your belt, but you've obviously watched a bunch of other teams. What are uh, kind of first? What are your thoughts on on Big Ten versus ACC, and what are the major major differences? Yeah, um, you know, for for us here, um, you know, it's uh, you know, offensively for you know us here at Northwestern, it's um, you know, you kind of get the keys to the car. And so you, you kind of, you know, you got to know what you're doing. You got to go out there and execute. And so, um, you know, that, that standpoint is great for a quarterback, just, um, you know, having that knowledge and, um, and being able to go out and execute with, with that kind of plan. Um, so, you know, I, I think for me, you know, that's, that's kind of been, been the difference. Um, you know, just being able to go out there and, and really know that you can, take control you know change the protection change the play um and and go out and and make the right reads um you know and then taking your matchups as well so um it's just yeah part of playing the position growing up in indiana hunter uh, who are the quarterbacks who influenced you who'd you watch when you were growing up <laughs> well i i probably watched peyton a little bit yeah I, that's was, that would uh, be my first guess you gotta watch yeah 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 Pey- peyton obviously um you know he's He's still everybody still loves him in, in Indianapolis, and, um, so Peyton, uh, you know Drew Brees. I always loved watching him play. Uh, still, still love watching him play. Uh, hate to see him get hurt this year. Um, and then, you know Tom Brady. All, all, the, all the great QBs really um, that you can think of. Um, you know why wouldn't you want to watch them and, and learn from them? Um, and then you know it's been it, it was great to you know watch Andrew Luck play for a long time too in, in Indianapolis and. Uh, you know, it was it was tough to to see him, you know, kind of step down this year, um, because he's just done he's done done a great job for you know for the Colts. Anything you took from those guys, do you think, or anything you kind of modeled uh, after uh, any of them? Yeah, um, you know, I, I got a chance to to go help out with the Manning camp this this past summer, um, and so you know, sitting down with with Peyton, sitting down with Eli and Archie, and um, just listening to them talk about their preparation, um, just how meticulous they were with every little detail. Um, you know, Peyton never wanted to leave a, a stone unturned. He, you know, he wanted to know everything. And so, uh, you know, wanted to see every clip of film, wanted to know his reads. Um, so just, you know, the the amount of preparation that, that those guys put into into the game, um, it was just really cool to, to be around and, and see and, and actually talk about with them. Talking to Hunter Johnson, Northwestern's quarterback. The Wildcats play Saturday uh, at Wisconsin. When you were at Clemson, uh, you played in a couple of road games, I think. What's the biggest crowd you played in front of? Or would that have been, a, I guess, maybe at home games, right? Right, yeah. We, I mean, you know, we had some, some big home games there. Um, and then, you know, really wherever we went on the road, it was always going to be a packed house. Sure. Um, you know, whether it was Virginia Tech or uh louisville when lamar jackson was playing there um you know even you know all those games you know really when you go on the road it's you know every every game we went to was was game day or it was you know it was a packed house what have you heard about camp randall i've heard a lot of things yeah i've heard a lot of things i've heard it's just yeah i've heard it's a really fun environment to play in uh, you know it's it's a it's going to be packed house it's going to be rowdy and uh, but you know it's going to be it's going to be a fun fun time it's going to be a good opponent um, a challenging opponent, and we're going to you know have to go out and execute and be on our best. Um, but it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. 
Dan, any advice to Hunter about playing on the road in the Big Ten? Yeah, I think just you kind of hit on it earlier, but make sure you get in a in a groove early because if you fall behind right. in some of these big stadiums, uh, the, the crowd get it gets into it and the noise goes up and right. it's, it's tougher to come back. So I, I would think just you know take care of the ball early, uh, make right. sure you're executing at a high level and and yep. you know throw the first punch. A lot of people sometimes right. go right. to these big stadiums and and are kind of looking around and you've seen big stadiums before, but the mm-hmm. first time being mm-hmm. out there, you're you're looking around and and being bashful. You, you got to throw the first punch and i think the fans respect that the other team respects that and and they know they're in for a fight when you do that right right totally agree totally agree hey hunter we appreciate your time coming right off the practice field good luck Uh, we'll see up in madison on saturday thank you sounds good thanks hunter all right hunter johnson nice to catch up with him and it's a maturing process i know you went through it and probably out of necessity in part dan you had to kind of jump in there mike kafka i think got hurt and you got called on got thrown right into the heat of battle so a little bit different track that you took to the field than than maybe hunter johnson's taken yeah i think outside of really clayton he didn't play before his first year obviously he was red trading but every other quarterback that we've had over the last 15 years has gotten some time right whether it's mm-hmm. me coming in in a different style when mike was hurt or mike coming in for cj or cj uh you know and Mike battling it out uh, before Brett Bazinet. There's there's always been that little lead in to the mm-hmm. next season to, to give you a, a tiny bit yep. of experience. So and we saw it with Clayton. He struggled the first couple games, and then he had some bright spots toward the end of his freshman year. So it definitely is a maturing process, and, and nobody would like to admit that again, um, especially with someone that is so, quote-unquote, highly rated as, as Hunter. But it, it takes time no matter who you are. Well, tough place to to try to get well against the Wisconsin Badgers. And we saw what Wisconsin did to Michigan on Saturday. And I guess the question on the minds of a lot of people is, is that more reflection on where Wisconsin is or where Michigan is? I don't know. But all I know is Michigan was rated really high, highly coming into the season. They've kind of struggled a little bit here in the early going. And Wisconsin's done anything but struggle. Yeah, I think it's somewhere in between, right? Like this, the truth is always somewhere in between, and and I think uh, you kind of saw signs of that with Michigan struggling against Army and a, and a handful of other groups, and Shea Patterson not looking as crisp as as most people would want. That's a new offense, new offense, right? And you know that, that there's an adjustment period there, but you're right. Wisconsin has just been steamrolling both offensively and defensively. So um, I think it was just kind of a perfect storm for for Michigan, and they got rolled. Unfortunately, Here, here's uh, a reason that I look at this game and think. Now, first of all, this series has been pretty even. In fact, Northwestern has a slight edge, I think, going back to the Barry Alvarez era. And they tend to play Wisconsin tough. And they've they've won a few times up at Camp Randall. Not an easy place to win. Uh, Wisconsin's had trouble winning at Ryan Field. I mean, it's been that kind of a series. But I do look at Wisconsin's offense and Jonathan Taylor. And Jonathan Taylor, in his career, is averaging 153.7 yards a game. And, I mean, the guy's been great uh, to start this year in three games. In his two games against Northwestern, he's averaged 63 yards. And as Alex Miller was on with Ted on the postgame show on Saturday, and Ted asked him about Wisconsin, he said, we love this game. We, We love to stop the run. They love to run. So it's like... A kind of an ideal matchup for this defense. They the, now it's hard. It's right, hard it's to stop easy, them, yeah. right? But at least 
they have some confidence because they've stopped them before. And that, that's saying something, right? It's like, you know, when, when we used to play Iowa, it's they one team ran the spread and one team ran kind of a two-dimensional defense that never brought in nickel. Like, we just knew we were going to do well against mm-hmm. Iowa. And I think, you know, Northwestern, you have that confidence that you're going you're gonna to be able to stop one of the best running games. It was great, and they've, they've proved it. Um, but this, this seems like a different animal. Um, you know, going into to Camp Randall is, is, a, is a tough place to play. Um, I, I guess dovetailing off what you said, the, the thing that gives me a little bit of hope, um, <laughs> and there's not much, but, you know, last year they came off that, that brutal Ak- Akron loss, loss, uh, Larkin for, for his career and we're at Michigan coming in their backyard and everybody just completely wrote him off. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of has that same feeling. Yep. Minus Clayton Thorson, which is not a small minus. Um, and then they, they played Michigan tight and should have won that game, unfortunately lost. But, you know, for whatever reason, the cats have struggled in September and, and Fitz finds a way to write the ship. And I think that's why he, he gets frustrated and the media gets frustrated. It's like, why do you keep doing this? And he's like, I don't know, but we always figure it out. So it's, it's just like a rock and a hard place. That's, you know, hopefully it, it continues that way. Well, I always get a kick out of that because uh, it's like, okay, you're September, you're one and two at September again. Well, you, you, you had a tough opener on the road at Stanford and then your other loss came against Michigan State, a team a lot of people were saying was a dark horse in the East. If Ohio State wasn't where they are, and and it turns out they're they're pretty good. Pretty good. But but people were questioning it. New coach, uh, maybe Michigan won't be as good as they are. Who's the next likely team to step up? Is it Penn State or is it Michigan State? So I don't think they're any slouch either, no. even though they didn't look great uh, against Arizona State in that loss. Some numbers on Wisconsin. Leading the nation in total defense, scoring defense, rushing defense. They, they've allowed an average of 4.7 points a game, and that's only because they got scored on by Michigan. Uh, 171 yards a game, 27 rushing yards a game. Lead the nation in time of possession with 38 minutes. And again, that's a stat that you can read it any way you want. Sometimes you can have great time of possession and still lose the football game. Number one in the nation on third down defense and number one in red zone defense. Having said all that, as Fitz always says, stats are for losers. And stats this time of year tend to skew a little bit because it's a small sample size. You're only talking about three games. If if Northwestern goes out and rushes for 200 yards, all of a sudden they're not leading the nation in rushing anymore. So those numbers can change. But I think it is a good indication of just how good they have been through three games. Yeah, and I think it, and for the, the great Wisconsin teams, all those stats seem to, to play out through. Pretty consistent. If you, yeah, if you look at yeah. the, you know, the, the body of work of, of the teams, you know, save maybe last year towards the end when they got into a little bit of a tailspin, that it's, that's always their recipe, right? Play a good defense. Defense, run the ball, control the ball, and do a great job in the red zone on on you know both sides of the ball. And when you have a running game like that, it's one thing to have have a spread attack, and then having to run the ball in the red zone is is sometimes tough, and that's how Northwestern sometimes struggles. But when you run the ball like that, it's it's just easy to score in those in those tight situations. So it's going to be a tough matchup. There's sample size, no sample size. They're they're a good team. They pass the eye test. Um, if Fitz doesn't like stats, so we'll we'll see. I think it's it's a huge test. Um, the guys will definitely be up for it, and Fitz will have them up for. It's just, you know, not having a, a, a guy like Clayton at the helm, you know, leading them in there, just that breeds a lot of confidence. Gives me a little bit of pause where it could end up like mm-hmm. a, a game, and I think it was 2014 uh, when, when it got away from them pretty quickly. Uh, so we'll see. You know, hopefully they're, they're ready for the, the task. 
Well, it'll be interesting to see what happens. And again, the one thing following this program year to year, to year uh, they do tend to improve as the season goes on. And I think, right. as you pointed out, last year after Akron, all of a sudden they didn't win the Michigan game, but they got they got things turned around. So we'll see what happens Saturday, 11 o'clock kickoff at Camp Randall Stadium. We'll have it for you on WGN Radio, and we'll talk to you next week and look ahead to Nebraska. Hopefully we're more excited, you know, get some momentum we'll going to Nebraska. Be ex- we'll always be <laughs> we're excited. Always excited but a little hungover from Saturday. <laughs> All right. I'm oh. glad you added that. Yeah. Thanks to uh, our producer, Curtis Koch. That's Dan Purse. I'm Dave Bennett. Thanks for joining us on Collegiately Speaking from WGNRadio.com.